0: You are listening to the Supernatural Life Podcast with your host, Chris Kildosher. Chris Kildosher here with the Supernatural Life Podcast. Welcome. Today's episode is going to be filled with intrigue, impartation from heaven, and activation in hearing God's voice. That's what we're talking about today is hearing the voice of God. Have you ever wondered how to hear God's voice. And the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke light and light was. God's voice actually creates every single one of us are a product of God's spoken voice into the earth. We literally are a dream of God that he wraps skin around by his very spoken word. Jesus himself is called the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God. He was in the beginning with God through him. All things were made without him. Nothing was made that has been made in him was life. And that life is the light of men. It says in John chapter one, Jesus being the word creates by his spoken word. The worlds were created through him. The worlds were created as he spoke. So hearing his voice is imperative, not only for transformation in our own lives, but for transformation in the world around us. I had an experience where God's voice became even more real to me one night waking up from a dream. I had a dream that I was in Australia with a friend. Uh, We were in this bay surfing, got out of the water. And in the dream, the place was called Newport Beach, but I knew it was Australia because it didn't look like Newport Beach, California. I've lived near there for a long time. It looked totally different. It was cliffs and a bay. It was beautiful scenery. My friend and I were together. So I woke up from the dream and I texted my friend who actually lives in Australia. And I said, Hey, bro, I had a dream that I was surfing with you, this bay, and it was Newport Beach, but it was Australia. He texted me right back. He said, Bro, did you know that the name of the suburb I actually live in is Newport Beach in Sydney? I was amazed. I said, God, you're talking to me way more than I realize you're talking to me. And you're talking to me specifically. I could tell you thousands of stories from my own personal life. I believe many of you out there could even tell stories of your own life, whether you're early in your faith walk or long-term in your faith walk, you could share stories of when you've heard God's voice for your own life. One of the major temptations, one of the major lies that comes against us in this existence is, whether we hear God's voice or not. Jesus hit this temptation, hit this lie really strong in John's gospel. He said these words, my sheep hear my voice and they will not hear the voice of another. I want you to say that out loud. My sheep hear my voice and they will not hear the voice of another. You by virtue of the fact of being born again, by virtue of the fact of seeing your sins on the cross with Jesus, by virtue of the fact of recognizing that He came for you on your worst day to bring you out of the worst situation of your darkness and sin. By virtue of the fact that He went through that cross and raised from the dead, ascended to the Father and sent His Spirit to live inside of you by the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you are a child of God and you are God's sheep, not by anything you've done. God does not make junk and He made you to hear His voice. And he's convinced he did a good job. So go and declare that out loud. Say, I hear God's voice. This is imperative because any advancement in our lives is going to come through hearing God's voice for our own life and for the life of those around us. What the Bible calls prophecy is simply hearing God's voice for our own lives and hearing his voice for those around us. The power of hearing is simply made manifest in fellowshipping with the one who speaks. Now, God's first language is in English. God's first language is love. Love which casts out fear. So anywhere we find ourselves in anxiety is actually areas in our life where we're not hearing the voice of the Lord towards us. Now, that issue is not on God's end, but he's so wonderful that like a child that maybe uh, cannot hear their mom and dad for a uh, distance from the house. God is willing to shout for us. God is willing to shout for his children, but isn't shout necessarily audibly. He shouts through circumstances and he shouts through his word. I'm going to give a lot of examples uh, from scripture in this teaching. I'm also going to give 11 Things that prophecy accomplishes, that hearing God's voice accomplishes in our lives. I'm also going to give you guys a myriad of different ways to hear God because if you're feeling disconnected or you're feeling a lack of God's voice in your life currently, there are actually practical things that we can align our lives with to hear God's active voice in our lives. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that your voice would become more real to people today. Lord, I pray that direction would fall upon people, specific direction, specific words for specific purposes. And Lord, I decree advancement over everyone within the sound of my voice in Jesus' mighty name. Business people understand the power of implementing vision. They understand that everything that is was first created through vision. God's voice actually creates vision in our lives. When we hear God's voice and we act upon God's voice, that is when creation begins to take place. When someone starts a new venture in their life, they first have to dream that venture. That's the power of, you know, what people call intention. However, many intend without the involvement of their father's love in the intention. And that's what Jesus came to bring. He came to introduce us again to the voice of God, when Jesus was manifest in the flesh, you actually find uh, in Scripture there's a gap of time where prophetic utterance is not recorded in Scripture. But then, as Jesus comes on the scene, dreams and visions start to be recorded in Scripture. Angelic visitations, all kinds of supernatural activity happens around the Lord. People hear the voice of the Father around Him. People hear uh, encouragement around Him, and then. The culmination of time in Acts chapter 2, after Jesus has gone through that cross, resurrected and sending the spirit of God from heaven to remind us the things that he said to lead us in all truth. The spirit of truth now dwelling within believers within the church. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost comes upon the church. It says they were all gathered together in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, like a mighty rushing wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting and tongues of fire came and rested upon each one of them. See one tongue for each head, literally the voice of God for every person. Not just supernatural experiences for one prophet or one leader, but supernatural experience and the voice of God, tongues of fire upon each and every one of them. And it says they all spoke with other tongues and began to prophesy. Peter gets up and explains what's going on. He's saying, hey, this is a sign that Jesus Christ is both Lord and And Messiah, that he's resurrected, that he's seated at the right hand of God. He's both the Lord and judge. And that he sent this from heaven, the Holy Spirit from heaven, as a sign and a wonder. He says that in the last days, quoting the prophet Joel, God would pour out his spirit on all flesh and sons and daughters would prophesy. The word prophesy, uh, the Greek word there, "prophesua," literally means to gush forth or utter forth God's spoken words. Sons and daughters get to hear the voice of God. Romans chapter eight, it says that sons and daughters are led by the spirit of God. Friends, we get to be led by God's creative spirit, the Holy spirit, the third member of the Trinity. Prophecy itself is God's spoken word to us. When declared, it becomes created, creative. The power in life and death is in the tongue. It says in Proverbs chapter 18. Literally, when we hear God's voice towards us and we speak those words out, whether they be for others or for our own lives, our own circumstances, we are actually co-laboring and creating with God in that moment. Because as we were made in God the Father's image and God the Son's image and God the Holy Ghost's image. We are actually creators with God. We right now, every single one of us, are a product of the words we've been speaking over our own lives. Friend, you are your best prophet. But when the Holy Ghost comes inside, when that tongue of fire comes over your head, when that gushing forth of rivers of living water comes out of your innermost being, you begin to co-labor through the creative force of prophecy with God. I want to say this, some prophecy is conditional. What is it conditional upon? Obedience, action. James says this, says faith without works is dead. You may say you believe in God Well, even the demons believe and shudder. See, we must act upon the words that are spoken, but as we speak the word of God into our own lives, into the lives of those around us, we actually release grace, divine enablement, divine empowerment to partner with God, to literally walk upon the seas with him, to walk upon what Jesus has spoken to us, to stand like Peter upon a raging sea of impossibility and stand upon the word of the Lord. But it requires both speaking and action. This is where a lot of us miss it. Sometimes we speak, but we don't act. Sometimes we act, but we don't speak. That's called double-mindedness. Why is some prophecy conditional? Because it's not partnered with action. There are some prophecies of Scripture, no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. It is actually completely integrous, the prophecies of Scripture. Why? Because Jesus fulfills them as the God man. But the prophecies in our own lives, things that God's inviting us into, require our participation. They require faith, but faith comes by hearing. It simply comes by hearing the voice of God towards us. So prophecies of scripture are not conditional, but prophecies over our own lives. In fact, our, are conditional. You know, my own journey with the prophetic started when I was about nine years old. My dad spoke over me things about my calling in a restaurant one time, things that still echo in me today. At 14 years old, another person spoke over me, telling me they saw something over my life, a calling. And I said, no, I don't want it yet. So you know what happened? Because I didn't partner with the word, I lived in disobedience to the word, lived in rebellion to the word, and I lived in dysfunction because of that, lived in sin. At 19, someone spoke over my life, specific details into my existence, into where I was at. And those words, because I partnered with them, hallelujah, by the grace of God, actually became a turning point for me. I prophesy today is your turning point in Jesus' mighty name. See, God actually... Calls us to follow him, to hear his voice, to not hear the voice of another, to be fruitful and multiply, to actually go forth bearing fruit, to go forth advancing, to go forth increasing in the knowledge of God and in the manifestation of his goodness in the earth. No weapon of the devil can hinder the voice of God in our lives. Only our disbelief in what he's spoken can limit God's voice in our lives. I want you to declare out loud right now. I am a believer. I hear the voice of God. I do not hear the voice of another. God speaks to us in a myriad of different ways. And I want to cover this uh, now for the next few minutes here of different ways. God speaks to us that are going to really dramatically shift your understanding and your ability, our ability to partner with his voice and to hear his voice. Number one way God speaks is through scripture. All scripture is profitable for rebuke, correction and training in righteousness. Paul told Timothy in first Timothy. He also quotes it in second Timothy as well. It says this, that scripture is inspired by God. It's literally God breathed. Why is that? Because when God speaks, he's fully integrous. So even when it's recorded and written down, it still speaks to us today because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When we go to the scriptures, God's voice is actually speaking to us in the same way. Ah, by the spirit that it was speaking to those who penned it and those who read it originally. Scripture, no prophecy of scriptures of any private interpretation. I already told you guys that, uh, which is right there out of Hebrews. Literally being God breathed speaks to us today. The creative force of scripture is something that is so underestimated in our generation today. Uh, liberal theology, theology. Uh, all kinds of demonic teachings that are out there in the world, try to diminish the inspiration of scripture and the power of scripture. The Lord actually says to us that he places his word above his name. When we start to sow scripture into our own lives, we will find the voice of God becoming more real to us. I think all of us, uh, whether you're early in your faith journey or many years in, could say there had been times where you're reading the scriptures, reading the words of Jesus, and then something there in the scriptures breathes life into you, speaks to you. Sometimes you have to read a couple chapters or a few verses at a time to find that, but there's there's something that becomes catalytic. It's like the words on the page are somehow supernaturally imbibed from heaven, supernaturally, uh, they become real to us, real to our circumstances, real to our situations. I encourage you every single day, jump into the word and read the words of God, whether they be from the Old Testament, from the New Testament, from Paul's epistles, from the prophets, from the four gospels, wherever you find yourself, read until something leaps off the page. You may have to read for five minutes, for 10, for 20, whatever it is, read. You may find even you walk away at times and you're like, I don't even know what I just read. But during the day, those words will come back to life to you. Number two way God speaks to us. This is so imperative, especially in our generation today, a generation that's walked away from church, walked away from teaching, uh, actually just kind of ignores teaching at times. Look at those that are in authority and sit under authority, sit under authority in a local church, a church that preaches the word of God and that experiences the move of God's spirit in their midst. Why? Because God's word and God's spirit are necessary to growth in him. Sit under authority. Submit yourselves to local leadership. Submit yourselves also to listening to teachers, listening to things online. I find myself listening. I listen every single day to spirit-filled teachers, to people that are seeing miracles flowing through their life, people that have been in the word for years, people that preach the word of God, that preach faith, that preach Jesus Christ and him crucified, now resurrected, alive forevermore. Wisdom will be found in a multitude of counselors. It says in Proverbs, when you expose yourself to constant wisdom, constant teaching, constant preaching, you'll find yourself growing in faith because faith comes by hearing. You'll hear God's voice coming through those that are speaking to you. Number three way God speaks to us is through hearing. This can be hearing internally or externally. You know, as I'm sharing some of these testimonies, faith is going to be released to you to hear God's voice in a greater way. Uh, One of the first times I heard God's voice for myself was when I was about seven years old. My mom had read to me the story of Solomon asking for wisdom and receiving both wisdom and riches and honor and long life, uh, leadership ability to lead Israel well. And I prayed to God. I said, God, would you give me wisdom like Solomon? And I heard so clearly God's voice to me. Uh, I heard him say, okay, simple to a child, but I felt peace as he spoke to me. You can gauge God's voice, God the Father's voice, because when he speaks, there is both peace imparted and faith imparted. In that moment, peace came over me and I know without a shadow of a doubt, I heard God's voice at seven years old. I heard God's voice at 14 years old calling me into ministry. I heard God's voice at 19 years old externally with my physical ears in a prayer meeting. All of us yelling at the devil, binding and loosing. I heard the voice of our father, the almighty, commanding me, calling me, to preach the gospel among his children. His accent was otherworldly. I don't even have words to describe. Hallelujah. I just feel his presence as I'm sharing this experience. (laughs) I feel his nearness, even uh, imparting to you faith to hear his voice even more. I heard his voice with my, I believe my physical ears, because I actually shook someone next to me, asking him, did you say these words? Did you say preach the gospel among my children? Friends, he's calling all of us to do that. God's voice to us can be heard during the day, internally, externally, at night, internally, externally. I could tell you multiple experiences with hearing the Almighty's voice but the number three way to hear God's voice is simply by hearing him both internally or externally. Number four way to hear God's voice. I said it earlier. God's first language is not English. His language is love. He is love and he speaks. God can speak to us through pictures. These pictures can be internal or external. They can be through what Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter one, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation being imparted to us, the eyes of our heart being enlightened that we may know the hope of his calling. We can actually hear God's voice through discernment through seeing, you know, friends, I could tell you right now, um, don't do this if you're driving, but I could tell you right now to picture an elephant. Just think of an elephant. Yes. You can picture an elephant right now. If, You can picture an elephant by your own initiative. The Holy Spirit can speak to you in your heart and in your mind through pictures. All of us know this well with the devil speaking to us. You know, you're driving down the road and you get a thought to pull your car over on the side of the road or drive your car off a cliff or whatever. That would be a devil speaking to you through a vision, internal vision. Well, if the devil can speak to you through a vision internally, certainly God can speak to you through a vision internally. Many people say things like I had a vision and we sometimes over-spiritualize it. When we say we had a vision, that could be something that was, I saw something in the eyes of my heart. I saw something inside. It could be something I saw a TV screen open up outside of me. I could share it to you weird experiences with that. But far more often, Seeing things internally is one of the primary ways that God speaks to us. In the Old Testament, one of the words for prophet is the word in Hebrew, which means seer. Friends, you get to be a seer with God. We are sons and daughters of the prophets, it says in Acts chapter three. And by virtue of the fact we've been filled with the spirit, sons and daughters get to prophesy. That means we get to see. I want you to declare out of your mouth right now. I get to see what God sees and I get to do what God does. Just declare it out of your mouth. That's scriptural. John chapter 14 says, we get to do the works of God and greater works than these. We shall do John 14, 12 seeing both internally and externally. Number five way we get to hear God's voice. I already kind of talked about this at the beginning is through dreams. I'm going to include a few different things here of nighttime experiences, both dreams, night visions, and trances. A dream happens when you're asleep. A night vision happens when you're in that uh, place between sleep and awake. And a trance happens when you are awake. Peter went up on the rooftop to pray in Acts chapter 10. And it says, as he was praying, he fell into a trance. The Greek word for trance there is "extasis." It literally means the throwing of the mind or being overwhelmed from an external place. So much so that you're more aware of that place than you are of the natural place that you're in. Uh, You know, People fall into trances all the time. They just kind of doze off. You know, they're sitting in a a chair, just kind of daydreaming, per se. But having a trance with God is something that happens when we're so aware of God's presence. We feel his nearness, we feel his love towards us, we feel his power upon us, and we begin to see. Visions in that place. Peter saw that vision of a sheet come down from heaven. Three times he saw it. God says, what I've cleansed, don't call unclean. And then a few moments later, three Gentiles that he thought were unclean knocked on his door. See, the language of trances and dreams and night visions are many times the language of metaphor. See, God's first language being English. He doesn't just speak to us through, uh, how do I say this? direct terms. God took Jeremiah to the potter's house. And when he took him to the potter's house, he began to speak to him through the potter making clay. And he said, I'm like that potter. See God uses metaphors to speak. Why? Because God is humble. God uses stories to speak because God weaves into a story um, what could be said in maybe uh, a quick picture that would take thousands of words to speak and also which unfolds a, a narrative for us and actually releases faith towards us. You know, I could tell you stories of hearing God in pictures and dreams. Uh, these pictures of Acts chapter 10 and the story of Jeremiah, uh, when God called Jeremiah, he actually gave him a picture of a pot being poured out. And God said, that is my judgment being poured out. See, God wants to speak through us through pictures, through dreams, night visions, and trances. Uh, night visions being things that happen kind of in that between awake and asleep kind of phase. A lot of the most specific words that we can receive for our own life, and even for the lives of other people, come through night visions and trances. So Father, I pray right now for an impartation of night visions, dreams, and trances to come over everyone that are listening right now. I pray for just a peace to come over people's night seasons as well. Uh, people are being healed right now of torment through dreams and sleeplessness. Uh, They're being healed from anxiety right now. Just a weight coming off of people's hearts, like a barb that's in your heart, like a accusing word coming off of your heart right now in Jesus mighty name. We decree it. Other ways that God speaks to us. Number six is through nature. You know, uh, there's this famous story uh, from Bethel church of a roadrunner that used to show up outside of the prayer room and it would dance outside the prayer room, kind of like outside this glass whenever people would gather to pray. And one time this roadrunner got into the building and the roadrunner actually flew into a wall and died. And people were being encouraged by this roadrunner because it would just show up all the times whenever people would gather to pray, this roadrunner would show up. So Pastor Bill, he actually went over to pray for the roadrunner, for the roadrunner to be raised back to life. Because he's like, this roadrunner encourages people. And as he went to pray, he felt the Spirit of God lift off of him. He felt the tangible presence lift off of him. And he knew that he needed to be like, wait, wait, what are you saying to me, God? And God says, if you don't let outside what has come inside, the building, revival will die inside the building. See, God spoke to Pastor Bill through nature and through a sign. Um, Goodness, I could give examples of this kind of tying in the last point uh, about dreams and visions and nature. Uh, One of the first supernatural experiences I had after being filled with the spirit was a dream where I saw myself driving from San Diego to Orange County to go pray for a friend to be delivered from suicide. And in the dream, I saw road signs along the side of the road that were specific road signs. So the next day I got up in the car, I said, God, do you want me to do that? He said, yes. I felt a confirmation, felt peace. I got in the car, began to drive. And I saw on the side of the road, the very road signs that I'd seen in my dream. See, God will speak to you through nature, through things around you. God can speak to us through, uh, you know, an eagle in a tree or through a bird flying over your house. Um, I've had many prophetic words over my own life about Uh, you know, things in nature, things uh, like waves. I get, uh, God speaks to me so frequently through the language of the sea, through waves. I had a dream just a few nights ago about waves of revival in a certain town. And then I get a phone call from someone that lives in that town. This happens to me all of the time. This is something that I just pray right now that that prophetic grace would fall upon you. Number seven way that God speaks to us is through Seeds. This happens frequently in my own life where, uh, God speaks to me to, you know, sow a seed of, uh, finances into someone. And then, uh, that very seed speaks back to me. I have the same gift given back to me. I've had many times where the Lord says to me, give this amount of money to this person. And then that very day within 24 hours, the same amount of money is given back to me twice. I'll give you an example. This is a weird story, um, I'm not sharing this with you to get you to sow into our ministry, but you can if you want to. I believe in the power of sowing seed. I've seen it happen in my own life many a time. Uh, The Lord spoke to me to sow a financial seed into a friend of mine who is a prophetic ministry, travels all over the world. He said to me, sow $300 into your brother David. David. So I took $300 out of our account. I sewed it to him through a uh, transaction service to his uh, nonprofit ministry. And as I sewed into him, I went and checked my account and someone actually gave to us more than what I had actually given away to David. You know, that's scriptural. It says, God gives seed to the sower. When we position ourselves as seed sowers, God actually gives us more seed to sow. So I sowed into David $300. I did a meeting later that day and I never mentioned the number 300, but two people in that meeting actually sowed $300 back into me. Now I want to dive into this because in that meeting, it was wild. God was giving me people's birth dates, names of family members, Um, all kinds of very specific supernatural details. It is odd because that is something that is consistent ministry that my brother David walks in. His name is David Sylvester. He's a prophet um, and a missionary. I believe he's a sent one to the nations preacher. He's a great man of God. You should follow him. It's interesting because as I sowed seed into someone that walked in that ministry, I actually found myself walking in an increase of that supernatural dimension, even in my own life that very day. You know, the number 300 actually speaks of sending God sent Gideon with 300 men to lead Israel in battle and led Israel into great victory. It's interesting how God will speak to us through seed want to kind of drop that point there, but God wants to continue to speak. This is really consistent as well through the seed and the sacrifice of Abel's blood being spilt back. It says that Abel's blood still speaks to us there. Uh, even though it was spilled many, many a year ago uh, back there, right in the time of Adam and Eve, it says in scripture that the blood of Jesus speaks a better word to us. Praise God. Seed actually speaks for us. When we sow seed, when we preach the gospel to other people, when we minister, like I'm doing right now over this teaching, uh, when we sow into people food, we sow into people financially, we sow into ministries financially, that seed actually speaks for us. This is a powerful point that I, I don't have time to teach on right now, but the number seven way that God speaks is through seed. Number eight way God speaks to us is through testimony. Every time we hear a testimony, God is speaking to us. Someone may say, I haven't heard God's voice in a while. Get around testimonies and you'll start to hear God's voice to you. Why? Because the testimony of Jesus, revelation 1910 says the testimony of Jesus is the very spirit of prophecy. What Jesus did all through scripture, how he appeared in the natural in the gospels and 2000 years ago, how he was born of a virgin, how he grew up in Israel, preaching love, how he's crucified on the cross, how he resurrected from the dead. And he sends the spirit of God to us that experience and everything he's done in other people's lives actually prophesies to us. And when we hear testimonies, God is actually speaking to us that he wants to do the very same thing in and through our lives. Goodness gracious. I could tell you thousands of stories in this vein. Uh, one example is I was in a meeting one time and we were sharing testimonies of people being healed of food allergies. So we said, then if you have a food allergy, stand up. This family was there. They said, our son's not here, but he has a very a uh, very traumatic food allergy. Could we pray for him? Could we, could we stand the gap for him? I said, of course. So they stood, we prayed for him. I think they went and got him out of the kids church or whatever. We prayed for him and they took him back to the doctor and he was healed dramatically. This food allergy, the doctor's report was, I have never seen anyone as allergic as this little boy to tree nuts. And I have never heard of anyone ever being healed of this type of allergy. He was supernaturally healed. He's been, to my knowledge, healed ever since that day. If you have any type of food allergies right now, maybe nut allergies, things like that, listen in because I'm going to continue this testimony. We shared that same testimony in South Florida in a town called Jupiter, Florida, where I grew up actually. We were in a meeting there in a house and we shared the same testimony with the 20, 30, 40 people that were gathered. And as we shared the testimony, we prayed for anyone that needed healing for it. And a man got up and left the meeting. And he came back immediately from the grocery store and started eating, I believe it was uh, almonds. He starts eating almonds. And I was kind of distracted by this guy eating almonds in front of us in the meeting. And I said, hey man, you're really healthy. Got those almonds. He says, yeah, I'm testing out my miracle. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I'm so allergic to to nuts that if I were to eat one of these, I would go into anaphylactic shock within a minute not only minutes later, but hours later, uh, we recorded his testimony. He was completely healed of that food allergy that very night. To my knowledge, he's been healed ever since that day. You can see that testimony on our website, uh, chriskildosha.com. We have the video of our friend Rob that was healed of those food allergies. Anyone out there that's got food allergies, just lift your hands right now. The Lord's going to heal you. Celiac, whatever it is. In Jesus' mighty name, I command all these food allergies to disappear forever right now. I command them to be healed in Jesus name. And I pray that the presence of God will fall on them as a sign and a wonder of their miracle. Friends, every time we hear a testimony, God's speaking to us. Share your testimonies with people and you're actually sharing God's voice prophesying over their lives through testimony. All right, number nine, God speaks to us through compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion and healed the sick. That was the father's voice to him, leading him. Number 10, God speaks to us through duty. This is one that uh, unfortunately is lacking uh, in our culture sometimes today. When God speaks through us through duty, he's speaking to us through the commitments we've made with our own words. If our words are seeds, then the commitments that we've made actually speak to us. When we don't keep our commitments, we teach ourselves to be double-minded and actually to be in doubt and unbelief. We actually teach our hearts uh, lying and disintegrity. And because of that, we actually become unstable in all of our ways. Duty is one of the primary ways that God speaks to us. Think about Jesus. He had to go by duty for the joy set before him when he went to the cross. He relied upon the father's promise over him that he would not be left his soul to decay in hell, but he would be raised up. He would be resurrected to new life. And for the joy set before me, he endured the cross. He actually walked towards the cross in duty. He died on the cross. Oh, this is powerful. See, duty flows from love See, love is an action. Love is commitment. Love includes feeling, but love is commitment. When a husband and a wife go to the altar, they make a commitment to themselves regardless of feeling. See, God speaks to us through duty. Maybe you're being convicted right now of some things that are in your own life, some things that are in our own lives where we have lacked in duty. God speaks to us through our commitments, through duty. Number 11, God speaks to us through reminding. Being reminded of things he has done before. Being reminded of testimonies. Being reminded of words from scripture. Being reminded... You know, we're going to continue part two of this teaching on hearing God's voice, where I'm going to take you through uh, a final six different ways God can speak to us and also what prophecy accomplishes or what hearing God's voice accomplishes in our lives. I want to give you an opportunity out there through this teaching to Partner to actually sow into this outreach of Chris Kildosher Ministries worldwide. You know, we do a lot of traveling, we do all different kinds of things all over the world. All of our resources are free, and our partners make this possible. Friends, God will provide for his ministers and for his ministry regardless of who partners with them. But partnership with ministry is actually about the people's prosperity that partner with. You know, God will supply all of your riches according to his riches and glory, all of your needs according to his riches and glory. When he said that to the Philippians church, he was actually talking about in the context of their sowing. I want to give you different ways to give. You can give on our website, chriskildosher.com. You can also give through Cash App, Kildosher Min, dollar sign Kildosher Min. Uh, there's a myriad of ways to give. Um, anyone that's giving right now, I just want to pray for you. Father, I pray for all of those that are sowing today that they would be enriched bountifully that, Lord, seed would increase. Your word says that you give seed to the sower and bread for food. Father, I bless them all in Jesus' name. Friends, join us with part two in this teaching, Hearing the Voice of God, coming up soon. God bless you.